This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Very excited. This is the first time we've had this guest on this show. I've had him back in the day on the TV show on the program, former longtime NFL executive, including as the GM of the Vikings, and very talented CBS Sports HQ, CBS Sports NFL analyst Rick Spielman joins me now. Rick, good morning, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for making time. Yeah, no, it's an honor to come back on the show and the first time on the radio, so looking forward to it. I know you asked me a lot of softball-type questions, <laughs> but you can actually ask me very hard questions since I don't care what I say anymore. <laughs> Good. I've got, should we just skip to that? Cause I got a really hard one for you. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. So by the way, feel free to, to just completely disagree with every part of this, but I huge fan of yours when you were with the Vikings and I was on the radio and I believed, and maybe I'm wrong, that Kirk Cousins was a um, was like a mermaid, a siren, beautiful voice, but would lead people to, to crash into the rocks. And when you guys gave him the three year, I think $55 million dollars, Frankly, I was worried about your job security, your coach's job security, and Kirk Cousins' ability to be successful. This is the hardest question I have for you. In retrospect, am I just an idiot, or do you have some regrets about bringing Kirk in, given the direction the organization went after he showed up? No, I have no regrets at all. It was an opportunity to get a unique quarterback that really comes on the market. Uh, You know, Kirk the stats speak for itself. Unfortunately, we didn't win enough games, and the quarterback's going to get blamed for that, but not all his doing at times. But then you watch uh, what he was able to do this year. I think he set an NFL record, which was always his downfall or the criticism on him is he can't win when the game is on the line. I think he had seven or eight come from behind victories uh, this year. So uh, I thought it was a little bit harsh on a criticism, but I also know that comes with that position and with that job. I wish I had harder questions. Rick Spillman here on uh, – that's all I got here on the show. Um, some reports out, Rick, and it's speculation from Rich Eisen. He's connected, so so I'm not discounting it, but it's not he's reporting so much as he's hearing. And as someone that covers the NBA, I understand the distinction. One of the things that he says to keep an eye on is the idea of Tom Brady – unretiring again and maybe being linked to, to the Dolphins. Let, let me ask you, let's start here. How much do you think Brady has left in terms of potential talent, success, upside at the age that he's at if you did plug him into a place like Miami? Yeah, there's no question if you want to label him the GOAT or a unicorn at his age to still play at the level he's playing now. When you watched him play last year, I don't think and I think this is what got Tampa is he can't go out there and throw 45 times a game anymore. I think that if you have a strong defense, you're able to run the ball, that he can still play at a very high level. I remember, you know, we were involved with it when how many times did Brett Favre retire and unretire, retire, unretire. 
And, uh, you know, we had him up in Minnesota for two years. The first year he was up there with us. You know, we got to the NFC championship game, lost in overtime down to in New Orleans. That was the uh, bounty gate, as it was called back then. I've never seen a guy take a beating as, as much as Brett did. And I remember seeing him after that game. And when he took his shirt off in a training room that next day, it looked like he was in a car wreck. Half his body was in black and blue. It didn't even look like uh, a normal human body by the beating that he took that game. But I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, nothing surprised me, to be honest with you, anymore uh, in the NFL and what's going on. So you just kind of react to the news as you hear it. Uh, but I would never discount anything or put much credence into anything until it actually happens. Long-time NFL executive and CBS Sports HQ mega talent Rick Spielman here on the show on CBS Sports Radio. I'm, I'm Bill Ryder. Rick, um, another thing that has been reported in the last, really in the last eight, nine hours, is that Aaron Rodgers met with the Jets to some in some regard yesterday that comes on the heels of another Rich Eisen keep an eye on the notion that the Packers he is suggesting would love Aaron Rodgers to move on if I slid you into that GM role into the front office in Green Bay would you prefer Aaron Rodgers to stay in Green Bay or to want to be traded somewhere else well if you have Aaron Rodgers you always have a chance to have a chance although you know they last year you know, they got beat by, to me, uh, it's an up-and-coming team. And uh, the, I believe, and we're not going to go down a different rabbit hole, the Detroit Lions will be a legit contender to win that NFC North next year. Um, but if there's always at some point in a relationship where people have to move on. They did it uh, with Brett Favre. And ironically, Brett Favre ended up in the with the Jets. Uh, and then I believe that if Aaron Rodgers, it may be a fresh start for that organization. Maybe they have a strong belief in Jordan Love that he can be the guy. It may be a little bit of reset for the Green Bay Packers. It sure does clear up a lot of cap space and cash uh, for that organization to maybe start moving forward without Aaron Rodgers. And there's no question the Jets need a player like Aaron Rodgers. So if they're has been some talks going on. Then you know that Green Bay had to give permission for the New York Jets to start talking to Aaron Rodgers, which means, in my opinion, as I look at it from the outside, if they gave that permission, then they're ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers. Rick, I love you dropping in that you buy the Lions, you buy Detroit, and, and you know, good for Dan Campbell. He's been entertaining, and, and that team played hard for him. Does that also mean that you have – as a person who has evaluated talent for a living, confidence that what we saw from Jared Goff last year can be who Jared Goff is in Detroit consistently at, at, at that level? I, I don't know if it's going to be sustainable, sustainable for the next five, six, seven years. I think they eventually have to have a plan B in place, whether they address that in the draft, which I don't think they will this year, but at some point they're going to have to. And I give a lot of credit uh, to Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator, who was up for some head coaching jobs. I think those two, with that combination, will be able to repeat what they did last year as long as they stay healthy. Uh, but I also know that they have to have in the back of their mind that Jeff Golf is a good quarterback, or Jared Golf is a good quarterback, but I don't know if he's going to be the answer for the next five, six, seven years. 
Um, Rick Spielman on the show. Rick, you were the GM in, in Minnesota for, for a long time, almost a decade, if I remember right, and you've been at a lot of places in various levels of, of player personnel jobs, including, I think, for a stint, my Chicago Bears, who I love and hate simultaneously. So you've, you've been around the Combine, and I'm sure you've formed some perspectives on it. For, for you, and this is, a, I know, a general term, and it's specific to players, but for you, how do you weight and grade the measurements, the speed, the times, the things that go on at the combine outside of the interview versus just the tape and what you saw from players in college? Well, now you're trying to dot the I's, cross the T's uh, on all these players, but I can, we never, we had them initially on our draft board. That's why I felt it was always important to have that draft meeting with your scouts. The coaches aren't involved yet to get the draft board set, but for example, a guy that blows out a combine uh, all of a sudden, and you have him maybe in a fifth, sixth round, does not move up to the first round. With the combine and all this pre-draft process, as you get the medical, the psychological testing, the intelligence scores, you know, the interviews, the private workouts, uh, then you start positioning guys in that area of your board. So, you know, we can talk about the quarterbacks. My opinion, you know, Bryce Young is right now the top quarterback, but the way C.J. Stroud played against Georgia, the way he threw the ball, which is one of the best-throwing workouts I have seen at the Combine in a long time, if not the best, all of a sudden I think because Bryce Young didn't work out and C.J. Stroud did and the way he finished the season, now it's going to be a lot of discussion in those draft rooms do you go with the, the smaller quarterback or C.J. Stroud, who just seems to keep spiraling upwards as we go through this process? And then you got Will Levis, and then what Anthony Richardson did at the Combine is phenomenal, but you always going to have to go back to the tape. And my question on him would be, is he just a great athlete playing quarterback or when you're in these draft rooms? Is he a quarterback that could be a really good athlete, and does he know how to play quarterback because of lack of experience and because of the inaccuracies that were showing up on tape? And then Will Lovis is a, a whole another can of worms that you're going to throw into the mix as well. So there'll be a lot of juggling, but it's not going to be okay. Someone didn't work out great. Uh, now we're going to drop him from maybe this round all the way down to five rounds below. So. You just got to always remember what you've seen on tape. Uh, Rick Spielman, let's let's continue to lean into your expertise and your ability to put yourself into the shoes of the GMs around the NFL. If you were in the front office in Baltimore today with a Lamar Jackson deal that's not done, with a market that has been, I don't know if it's been reset, but certainly for a lot of guys like Lamar Jackson, they look at what Deshaun Watson got from the Browns and they want the same thing. And with the negotiations that have that have not come to fruition between Lamar and his team, if you're in that front office, and your choice is give him a Deshaun Watson type deal, choose one of the three franchise tag scenarios. Where are you leaning if push comes to shove and that 4 p.m. Eastern deadline starts bearing down? Yeah, no, they have a tough decision to make, and um, you know I don't know if I would go to the Deshaun Watson deal because that is that an anomaly, but. We're not going to know that because you got Joe Burrow coming up, you got Herbert coming up, so you got a lot of these young quarterbacks coming up, uh, and I don't know if they will get fully guaranteed contracts. The hard part about 
being a general manager. And when you're negotiating directly with a player, that is, I can't tell you how difficult that is. Because when you're negotiating with a representative or his agent, you can really lay out your side of the story. Okay, hey, I, I understand that he's a franchise quarterback. We're willing to play him, pay him top market value, but he's been hurt the last two years hasn't been able to finish the season last year, miss those last six games, and we're concerned about his style of play and how durable he's going to be because is he going to be the same quarterback when he can't use his legs? But if you look at the two tags, the non-exclusive tag, which is the cheaper version, $32 million, and then maybe you let him go out there and test and see if anyone's willing to pay him that. But then are you going to want to match whatever offer comes in. I know you get first two first-round picks, but to me, look at what Denver gave up for Russell Wilson. They gave up two number ones, two number twos. They had some flops and some extra things on the back end for later-round picks, but they also gave up three players. So are you telling me that if Demarcus Russell had two ones, two twos, and everything else that we just spoke about, uh, shouldn't they get that same value or more for a Lamar Jackson type? And then if you go the exclusive, okay, it's, it's, there's no ball game. You're just playing or you're not playing. But all of a sudden, that's about $13, $14 million more if you go the exclusive tag. And then will he come in and play on that tag? Yeah, Rick, it's so interesting. So, so in a situation where a guy has an agent, right, where a guy, most of these guys do, and you franchise tag someone who you know doesn't want to be franchise tag, which is probably most guys. Are you calling the agent to break the news, or are you calling the player to break the news? I always thought that you had to at least, because when you're negotiating with an agent, okay, if you say if we can't get a long-term deal done, then you know there's no question we're going to franchise them. And then that's the floor of where the negotiation starts. And then let's say, well, in Lamar's situation, then we would franchise him the following year. Well, that's 120% more. So those are the floor. But most agents and players, uh, when you're doing these deals, and whether it's a four- or five-year deal, they don't care as much about the structure because there's cap that you have to fit all these contracts in, but they're in the cash, so the ownership uh, has to provide the cash and the resources to get it done. They're more worried about what they're going to get in the first three years of the deal. So, and then sometimes you put on fluff numbers at the end, year four, year five, to make the agent look good. Well, I just got, you know, two gazillion dollar year or five year deal. In essence, you got to really break down and look at the first three years of that deal. That's where the true value of these deals are. Rick, when when you circling back to when you were the GM of the Vikings and, and you all gave Kirk Cousins that deal, and again, correct me if I'm wrong. My memory is that was the first time I can remember a, a, that amount of money being guaranteed. I think it was 55 million. Obviously, there's yeah, a lot more well, guarantee. Is that right? Yeah, but yeah, but that was a different scenario than a Lamar Jackson or a Deshaun Watson. Kirk Cousins was on the open market. Right. No, so, I got it. I, I'm yeah, more there curious. Were more, yeah, but it was the first time I think a fully guaranteed contract was given out. But we did a short term. Three right, three years. Yep. Right. And I and he was I was at it was in Minneapolis. I was I remember I was at Radio Row. I was there. He was sort of the bell of the ball. I mean, he was the guy everybody wanted when the news came that 
Alex Smith had been traded to Washington. Mahomes had been elevated before we really knew. They knew, but when we knew Mahomes was and you guys landed Kirk Cousins. It's not like you're the only one who wanted him. But my, my question is, you, you did what you had to do for your team. When you look back, are you surprised at how that decision has morphed now into a team like the Browns giving the kind of – there's so much guaranteed money out there now. Do you feel like that Cousins deal was the start of that, of that trend? Well, I don't know if it's the start of it, but I would say you always look at any deal, regardless of the Kirk Cousins deal or any other deal, Three years from now, those deals look minimal compared to what where the price is going, especially as the cap increases. So I remember my first deal that I sat in a negotiation was back in Miami when uh, we were working with Jason Taylor, and we were at the combine, and I said, I can't believe we're going to give this guy $10 million in guaranteed money. Well, now that, that's a drop in the bucket compared to what these guys are getting. But every year, the prices are going to continue to rise just as the salary cap continues to rise, and it kind of resets the market. So you can look back and say, well, right now, Kirk Cousins may be the 11th or 12th highest paid quarterback in the league. Was it worth it? I would say, yeah, it was worth it. But, you know, five years from now, you may look at some of these deals and say, geez, boy, they got him for a very good price compared to where the prices are five years from now. Rick Spielman, this was so good. We went like three minutes long. I just ate up all your time because of how excellent this interview was. Thank you for the candor and the perspective. Love the work you're doing over on CBS Sports HQ, and, and I hope you'll you'll come on again. I, I had a lot of fun talking to you. Yeah, no, I, I have to get a T-shirt to come on next time. Do you have any <laughs> T-shirts? You know, we're, I, we've just assigned Tom, Tom that task. <laughs> We're gonna get Tom. We're gonna get Tom. Tom, my producer's now on T-shirt duty. You'll get one next time. <laughs> okay, I appreciate you having me on today. Thank you. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.